Let's turn in God's Word to Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2, we'll read the whole chapter, verses 1 through 23. Colossians 2. Colossians 2 and verse 1, these are God's words. For I would that ye knew what great conflict I have for you, and for them at Laodicea, and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. For though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in the Spirit, joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him, rooted and built up in Him, established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in Him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And ye are complete in Him, which is the head of all principality and power in whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, and putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with Him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with Him through the faith of the operation of God who hath raised Him from the dead. And you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath He quickened together with Him, having forgiven you all trespasses blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to His cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, He made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Let no man therefore judge you in meat, or in drink, or in respect of a holy day, or of the new moon, or of the Sabbath days, which are a shadow of the things to come but the body is of Christ. Let no man beguile you of your reward in a voluntary humility and worshiping of angels, intruding into those things which he hath not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind, and not holding the head from which all the body by joints and bands having nourishment nourishment ministered and knit together increaseth with the increase of God. Wherefore, if ye be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, why, as though living in the world, are ye subject to ordinances? Touch not, taste not, handle not, which all are to perish with the using after the commandments and doctrines of men, which things have indeed a show of wisdom and will worship and humility and neglecting of the body not in any honor to the satisfying of the flesh." Those are God's words. And so here the Apostle 
Paul is expressing his concern for the church in Colossae, as well as in Laodicea, which this letter would be spread to in time, not very much time because it was only ten miles away. And uh, he's expressing his concern here that they would be comforted together in Christ, as we heard this morning in Proverbs. All the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are hid in Christ so that they would be comforted in Him. And then through verse 7, He warns them against the false teachers amongst the Jews and the Gentiles and encourages them to be rooted and built up and established in the faith uh, in Christ. As well, not being taken over through verse 12 through the philosophies of the men of the world, but again being founded upon Christ, putting off the sins of the flesh. And then through verse 15, exalting. And the great privileges, as we've studied, of what Christ, as the administrator of the covenant of grace, has granted through His sacrifice the many blessings of those whom He makes alive in regeneration, which is shown forth through signs and seals of baptism and circumcision, which is much similar to baptism. And then through the end of the chapter, again a warning, a condemnation against the Judaizing teachers, that is, those who hold and held on to those old covenant ordinances and aspects, the ceremonial aspects, instead of moving on to the new as Christ's blood has been shed. And so they talk, uh, he talks about verse 16, "...to the church, let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of the holy day or the new moon or of the Sabbath days, because all those ceremonial days..." He talks about are a shadow of the things to come. They're a shadow of Christ to come, who fulfills them all. And so, uh, here, he's not, he's not condemning the Sabbath, or the Lord's Day as we call it, but he's calling the Sabbath days, the many days of the Sabbaths uh, that they had in the Jewish, uh, under the Old Covenant. As well here, He's condemning those who worship angels, verse 18. They worship angels. So we'll see this, this evening. It's not something you want to do because not even they worship themselves. They worship one who is greater. And so do not come to the Lord worshiping according to your desires, according to will worship, right? According to, we don't come to worship God according to how uh, we want to worship Him, and so we decide what to do. No, He condemns that here, and He says uh, He He shows us uh, by condemning this that we are to come not according verse twenty two according to the commandments and doctrines of men but according to the commandments and doctrines of God. And so we come worshiping how? According to God's Word. And so we obey His commandments when we come to worship Him and worship Him in Christ our Savior. And that's what we are instructed here. Let's pray. Our gracious Father, again we come before Your throne. We come boldly to the throne of grace because You command us to do so. We do not hesitate, and yet we come with reverence, with a holy fear 
and awe of You, knowing that You are the consuming fire. You you could strike us down right now if You so desire. And yet as we come in Christ Jesus, we know that You will show mercy. And thankfully, You show grace. Father, as we come, uh, even as we've heard this evening, we pray that we would not worship anything false, that we would not worship angels or any created thing, but worship alone the Creator who is blessed forever. That we would not worship according to how we want to worship, how we think we must worship, but alone according to Your Word. And so give us Your Word that we would know how to worship You according to Your Word and by Your Spirit. That we would worship You on the Sabbath day, the Lord's day, this day. That we would worship You uh, with the many ordinances that You have given, the Word, the sacraments, and prayer. And that You would be honored as we sing the Word as well, because You teach us, even in this book here, in the next chapter, let the Word of Christ dwell in You richly. Admonishing one another and singing. And so, Father, we pray that You would cause us to sing Your Word and to sing it from our hearts with love and desire and fellowship with You. Father, we also plead that You would strengthen us in faith, strengthen us in holiness, that You would sanctify us, cleanse us, and wash us pure from our sins, our many uh, transgressions, our filth that we bring before You. And that You would cleanse us and make us clean and wash us as white as snow and wash us with the blood of Christ. And forgive us our trespasses. And as we pray, just as You taught us in Christ, as we forgive our debtors, Father, we pray that You would cause us to be a forgiving people who also are a repentant people over the many sins, even of our particular sins, not just generally that we've sinned and we seek to turn from them to You, but we have particular sins that we would repent of and confess before You. Father, forgive us of our particular sins and breaking all Your commandments in thought, in word, and in deed. We have not loved You as our, uh, with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. We have not loved our neighbor as ourselves. And so forgive us in Christ Your Son. Fill us this evening with Your Spirit. Pour out Your Spirit that we would receive many privileges, blessings, even Your Word, and that we would turn from our waywardness to You in Christ. Father, we pray as well for each one of us here. We know that there are some who struggle who are downcast, disheartened. We pray that You would grant them Your peace, encourage them in Christ today and in faith, and that they would turn unto You, not trusting themselves, not looking at the circumstances, but looking to You. 
Father, we know that there are some who are sick. We did not pray for this this morning. Pray for Emily and the Gorodetskis that You would heal them and strengthen them in their bodies. Father, we pray that You would strengthen them and uphold them in their souls. All who are not with us this evening and today, Father, we pray that You would strengthen them. That they would have the ability, the means to hear Your Word even today, even though they are home and sick. We pray that for those who are not with us because they're gone on vacation or gone visiting family, we pray that You would uphold them as well and grant them Your your Word and Your Holy Spirit today and the many blessings that they would hope in Your mercy as we have been called to hope in Your mercy today. Father, we give You praise that You have brought John Dang the last two Lord's Days. We pray that You would keep bringing him. Convict him of his need to be here with us and uh, for his family to be here. We pray that You would... Uh, Continue to heal Becky from the the labor and delivery of young and that You would grow him in strength as well. Father, we pray for all our children as we did this morning that You would grant them salvation in Christ Your Son. Father, we pray for the the young men and young women who are growing older. Uh, Father, they need spouses. We pray that You would provide spouses for them. At the right time. Many blessings to come as well. And so grant them godly husbands, godly wives. That you would, through it, sanctify them. And also grant to them uh, the means to, to move on to be those who image forth Christ and the church. And that great relationship of Christ and your bride. I pray for those congregations that have, uh, who have need of a minister in our presbytery. We pray for the congregations in Houston and San Antonio that You would provide for them. And the congregations that have called ministers, we pray that everything would work out uh, according to Your plan and bring them uh, to be ordained and or installed. Uh, and so we pray for Ed Blackwood and... Keith Duell, uh, for the Springs congregation and the Washington congregation, that you would bring them about, that they would be faithful to preach and proclaim and shepherd the people. And uh, perhaps we pray, especially for Keith, who has to endure the ordination exams, we ask that you would uphold him. And we're thankful that he uh, intends to accept the call. Uh, we pray that you would bring that about, if it would be your will. And Father, above all things, we pray for Your church. And uh, thankful that You've provided this place for us to worship. And thankful for the generosity of the congregation here, Southview. And uh, Father, we ask that You would be with Your church throughout the world. And Your persecuted ones and afflicted ones, that You would uphold them and cause them to bear the great testimony of the good news of Jesus Christ, even in their persecution and affliction. And we pray the same that we would too, uh, when our affliction and persecution comes. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.